This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. You know Welcome back to the show. It's Donna and Steve, along with DJ Rock Lobster. Come on, come on, come on. You guys want to hear my little... Oh, I believe Tina was the lovely listener who gave me those. Thank you, last Tina. Night. So you, those are real uh, little tiny hand clompers. That's yes. not a sound effect that you added to our board. No, That's- you took that picture of me. You didn't put it on your Instagram. I was kind of hoping to get some of that Kelly and Ryan cred. <laughs> <laughs> you want that? The, That's funny. In Twin Cities Live, there or no? It was Ryan Purpich actually would would say this. Um, he wanted the Patterson bump. I can't influence people's. Instagrams. Kelly Ripa influenced mine. Yeah. I don't have the power. That's true. To influence yeah. others. Well, you do. You do a little bit. Anyhoozle doozle. Oh. I want to start with this story. Um, okay. Remember that guy from America's Got Talent Extreme, the contestant Jonathan Goodwin, who nearly died in October because the stunt went terribly wrong. Two cars. Yes smashed together he was in the middle he was supposed to drop and then the cars were supposed to smash and then um what had happened was they smashed he was stuck between the two um vehicles that were suspended okay and i wanted to give you an update on that um this was so horrible when it happened and i didn't even know if they would continue to do the show or if they would just shut it down they did shut it down for a while um but this happened in october he was not released from the hospital until february and i just wanted to give you an update um sadly he is now paralyzed Hmm. and he's bound to a wheelchair for life um he's in really good spirits though um 42 years old he's a self-proclaimed daredevil he um posted a picture on Instagram of today, I believe, of himself in a wheelchair with his dog on his lap. And he captioned it, six months ago I went to rehearse something and left this hairy monkey waiting patiently for me. He didn't see his dad again until just a couple of weeks ago, and when he finally did, dad had new cool wheels. Um, And then he went, he said like some really nice stuff, like love is a constant, I'm very, very loved, I look forward to the next chapters, uh, of being a role model, R-O-L-L. Yeah. Um, what had happened was he has a T11 spinal cord injury, which means he's paralyzed from the waist down. And um, his fiance, who appeared on a podcast on Monday, said, you know, he fell 30 feet. He lost a kidney. He bo- uh, broke both his shoulder blades. He shattered oh. both legs. 
uh, third degree burns because on impact, the, the, the cars exploded. Fireball. Yeah. He broke his spine. He severed his spinal cord and he nearly died. And then he nearly died again on the operating table. So, wow. Um, I just watched the original video again. Oh, I don't know and how it you is could. just. It's from a distance, so it's not an up-close graphic situation where you're seeing, you know, someone's mangled body or burned or anything like that. But you see that he releases, as these two cars come in, suspended from wires, imagine that they've been, they were all hanging in the middle, and then they pulled the two cars out to the side, up and out to the side, and then he's still dangling in the middle, and he had, it looked like he had freed himself and was sort of then had just freed himself and was lifted his body to then fall down into this air mattress below, but it was ill-timed. And so when he went up and sort of loosened himself from this Houdini kind of straitjacket situation, as his body started to come back down, at that point the cars collided with him Uh. and squeezed him right in the middle, and then he fell down to the ground. It was just so, so horrible, and I just feel so badly for this guy. And... I thought two things. First of all, I'm so happy to hear. He sounds like a guy with one of those, just a strong spirit, right? A fighting spirit and a, this is what life has dealt you sort of a thing. So his attitude in that Instagram post, I thought, is really good to hear. You know, it's good to hear that level of optimism. And also, you know that behind the scenes... That he has dark days where oh, it's just. Oh, how do you not? I, yeah. How do you not? And so I just, my heart breaks for him for those moments where I'm sure he's just thinking, dang it. Yeah. Dang it, dang it, yeah. dang it. This all went so, so wrong. What could I have done? Such a dangerous, dangerous, like, field to oh, be in. Um, his wife, oh, I'm sorry, it's his girlfriend, I believe, uh, is an actress. She's an English actress named Amanda Abington. She was in Sherlock. For, I think that's a BBC um, I think you're right. film. And then there's another, uh, I think it's a movie, We Are Not Alone. I don't know if that's a movie. Um, it's like an alien comedy. Oh. Uh, that'll be her next one, actually. But um, it seems like, you know, they're they're hanging in there. Hanging in there as best they can. We wish him just continued mm-hmm. recovery. And you never know. He, he alluded to, he said, like, he'll probably be in a wheelchair the rest of his life, but it didn't sound like he totally slammed the door, and it sounds like he's got an indomitable fighting spirit that if at any point the doctors say, eh, maybe something could happen. He was talking about Elon Musk is working on some sort of a chip that would allow yes. uh, people who have suffered paralysis of some sort to walk again, so he was saying it might take that, but you know, sometimes you see a crazy breakthrough, but we hope good things for him um, now other news that you dug up out of london or overseas sort of kind of groovy baby nice Donna. thanks that's man. not my bag baby <laughs> <laughs> a fourth austin powers flick yeah baby okay. um mike myers is actually cluing fans in on a, a potential sequel come on number four to this, the franchise, um, he said during a recent interview that he's not at liberty to divulge any top secret Hollywood intel. And he says, I can neither confirm nor des- deny the existence of such a project. He can't say sure whether can. it exists or not. Maybe he'll get in trouble if he does. Huh. He would love to do a follow up on the 
Tale of the International Man of Mystery. I would love that. That's exactly, you know what, Steve? This is exactly what we need right now. Just overtly silly and dumb and, you know, just wants to make you laugh. That's one of those movies, when I saw it in the theater, remember that scene where they're kind of trying to obscure all the, you know, phallic shapes and stuff? Yes. Just tears of laughter. I mean, that those first couple movies were so funny. I can kind of. And my favorite was the third was Goldmember. Oh my gosh! I love Goldmember. Are we going to watch this Pentaveret thing? Oh yes, I will. The the new Mike Myers Netflix movie, the Mm. Pentaveret, where he plays like eighty characters again. The world needs some good Mike Myers because he has been away a long time. Seemingly. Yeah. And I think Shrek was kind of dumb. I, I, I thank you. I didn't like Shrek. it either. Um, and then nobody really watched that one game show thing he did. Oh, that was embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Or the love guru. Where he was he was in character as like a washed up um British game show host, Tommy yes. Maitland. <laughs> Never came <laughs> right. out of character. Or like a fat suit and everything. Yeah. It I'm was looking to see when the Pentaveret comes out. On uh, Netflix, something, something. I've never seen The Love Guru either. I don't think it was supposed to be very good. We need some good Mike Myers. Bring it. We got some good studies on the way. We got a couple of those. Doing this on social media makes people respect you more. Can you figure it out? We will tell you when we return. Donna Valentine. We're back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Donna, that's me. Yep, that's him. I'm over here. DJ Rock Lobster. Clomp, clomp, clomp. clomp. Oh. another clomp with your real plastic oh, little tiny lobster hands. Over here. I feel like yeah. was Thanks, better. Tina. I sent Hannah, Millennial Hannah, a picture. I think she'll post it today of you with your tiny hands. The weird thing about that picture is, for some reason, my face looked kind of red and lobster-like. I have a, <laughs> it really <I> adds <laughs> something to it. It really does <laughs> add something to it. Well, you have to understand... Rocco had just walked in. I announce his arrival to the room. Rocco is, in many ways, a uh, experiencing newfound fame. In many ways, it's he is. true. And he comes in, and the whole room. You know, we got what thirty people there, twenty five people, whatever it is. He, they're all clapping, clomp, clomp. Then he goes, <laughs> takes some pictures. He gets all jazzed. So he's got blood coursing through his body at this point. <laughs> So then when I take the picture, and then somebody says, here are lobster hands. I love you, clomp, clomp. Now, he's had all sorts of fan encounters. He hasn't been in the room for more than 90 seconds. So his face is flush red with adrenaline and blood and probably a little, you know, embarrassment of all of the people fawning over him. Oh, he's loving it. And it made it look like like that Paul Rudd movie, like we were watching someone transition into becoming an actual lobster. His face is red. It's like the His fly. Hands are clo- yes, exactly. There is a movie where Paul Rudd has lobster claws. Oh, my god! And it's like I was watching an actual transformation happen from Rocco. I love it. It was a blast. Thanks for everybody that came out. And, yes, you know, thank you for your donations. Yeah, exactly, because it wasn't kids. just about us and having a big no. piece of meat. I mean, those guys raised a lot of money for they did bids for kids they in the did. Ronald McDonald House. That was awesome. And we saw Squigs out there, too. Squigs. Oh, yeah. What Alexis. up, Squigs? What I do, Squigs. Yes. And our, our cool kids. Yeah, really cool. cool kids were there, family. yeah. Yeah, so great. join us There's next time. There's another little guy there. Little fella, yeah, like, real cute. Little Maybe four, five, I don't yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Quite young. 
All right, I'm going to hit this button. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey, Donna. Sorry to feel so flabbergasted there. Have you already looked at this? Do you already know the answer? And it's okay if so. I do not. Doing this on Facebook makes people respect you doing this on facebook um acknowledging others oh i think i know it i do okay. know it so let rocco guess all right DJ i do Rock know Lobster. it okay what's the question uh doing this on facebook mm-hmm. makes people respect you more um deleting your account <laughs> okay <laughs> all right thank you sir. i you want people Cynical. to respect you on facebook and in life in general, I think. Oh, I know. Uh, using good spelling. Hmm. Admitting when you are wrong. Wrong. Yeah. A new study found that intellectually humble behavior, like admitting you're wrong, tends to make people on social media like and respect you more. Here's how they did this. Different people were shown two versions of a Facebook argument. In one, the person who had just been proven wrong ended it with, I guess I'm wrong and you are right on this. Thanks for posting those links and thanks for the conversation. The other version started with, I still think I'm right. Basically, they found that refusing to concede a point makes you seem weak, not strong. So you're better off admitting it and thanking them for teaching you something. I'll hang you up nev- and listen. Okay, here's the thing. What? People's egos normally don't allow them to do that, especially on Facebook. Facebook is notorious. Part of the reason I'm hardly ever on Facebook is because of the negativity. It's just arguments. And and I don't want to go through the trouble of going, okay, I have to silent this person or unfriend that one and... I just stay off it, and then I don't have to see it. I, I People don't concede. Mm. But I do respect someone more in life in general if they I go, you know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you know, I said that and that I made you feel like that. Like, people don't know how to apologize either. I'm sorry is, if you felt that way. It's yes. not how I meant it. Right. That doesn't count. You are so right that... When you apologize or when you take ownership of your mistakes, it is in reality a sign of strength because the other, the other either not apologizing or offering the crappy apology or the apology immediately followed by an excuse is really just a sign of insecurity and a fear of it's your pride, right? I mean, it's our, it is the, pardon me for a moment, but so many things that we do that are dumb go back to our pride Mm -hmm. and it's like it Mm -hmm. just has to do with how you how you think you're being perceived and stuff like that we we just had an encounter with somebody recently and i thought and someone that we dearly love too but i thought as i looked back i don't know if i've really ever heard this person sort of come at something with some humility or even saying things like you want to make sure you say often enough Oh, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way. And take a little silent time to sort of ponder 
something afterwards. Or say, I understand where you're coming from. Yes. Or help me understand where you're coming from. You know, as opposed to just wanting to say your thing and have your point be made. So this Facebook study, I think it actually makes some good sense. I heard this about pride, too. Think of someone in your life who is prideful, or even more so, think of yourself at a time when you have been prideful. And they I never forgot this. They likened it to a balloon. And when you blow up a balloon and you keep like... And it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. That's pride, right? Pride is filling up this balloon. Now it's big and tight and all of that. And guess what? When that balloon is filled up with all of that air or when we are filled up with all of that pride, Mm. it takes the tiniest, the slightest of pinpricks for that balloon to burst. I love it. And that's the thing with our pride is we get so puffed up and there's this faux thing of like wow that balloon looks bigger and better than all the other balloons when in reality just a tiny prick will make that sun gun pop in an instant where the other half-filled balloons or balloons that haven't been blown up past the manufacturer's suggested air pressure they don't pop nearly as easily cue the music ladies and gentlemen (laughs) he is pastor patterson free advice right here as kendrick lamar said be humble Hey, good morning. You're listening to the Donna and Steve show. It's the final stretch of the show on my talk 1071. Everything entertainment. Hey, Steve. Uh, hey, Donna. how's it going over there in the closet? Uh, it's going pretty good. good We've got good. Uh, hour two of the podcast is up and ready to be enjoyed for oh, all well, of you. Wonderful. Uh, working on a separate post today. Uh, you can always, don't forget, follow us on the old social media, and you'll see sort of our segment of the day that we put out there. So follow my talk 1071 You'll see it on Twitter. Am I supposed uh, to do the third segment, hour, by the way? What's that? Am I supposed to do the third that hour? That is correct. All the Remember, time. I do hour okay, two all right. All I just want to make sure. Hour. All right, yeah, just we're checking good. in. All right. <laughs> all right, good talking to you. Bye. Uh, and then when I'm home, I will do our separate post. Today, it's going to be another uh, a really wonderful breakdown. Donna? Donna has shown her expertise regarding the very serious trial that everyone has their eyes on with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. You're following it. You're understanding it. I even hear you using judicial language quite a bit. (laughs) You kept referencing this morning Amber Heard's, according to Amber Heard's testimony. And I thought, this is why she is our two-time, two-time juror, juror number 12, And so if you missed any of that, you can always listen to the podcast, but it'll be up as our separate post that we'll put out on social later today. Thanks, bruh. Of Donna just breaking down the latest in the uh, uh, latest happenings in the Depp Heard trial. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm getting a little, um, I'm getting, what do you call it? Not butterflies. I'm getting a little concerned. Things are not, things are looking bad. And I think a lot of people I think it. we've got a perception thing or a wishful thinking thing going on. Uh, as far as Johnny Depp, I, I don't know. I okay. can't wait for cross-examination. That's all okay. I got to say. Well, I can't wait if to watch you watch cross-examination. I can't wait to get, because I need it dumbed down. I'm not, I've never been summoned to jury duty. You will be now. Donna. <laughs> I have something I have to tell you. You talk about feeling a little uneasy. I feel both uneasy and really happy at the same time as I read a story about, as the Morning Brew newsletter that I subscribe to in email form said this morning, the man with the shortest resume ever. 
This is a Guinness World Record. I'll read it to you from the brew, from okay. the morning brew. I okay? love it. Thank you. What if you got your first job and then just never quit? That's what 100-year-old Walter Orthman did. The Brazilian recently set a Guinness World Record for spending his entire career at a single company. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just give you some context here. Dave Dahl, the living legend, contractually you have to refer to him as that. He had 42 years, all at KSTP. It was remarkable. He would be halfway home to what Walter Orthman did. He just set the record with an 84-year career at a single company. Uh, at 15, uh, this man started as a shipping assistant at the textile company industries Renault SA. That was in Donna 1938. <gasps> that was the same year, for historical context, that Hitler invaded Austria in the same year that the ballpoint pen was invented. Oh, my gosh. Eventually... Orthman climbed the ladder to become a sales manager, and he stayed in that position ever since with no plans to retire. Why? He told Guinness World Records, I don't do much planning nor care much about tomorrow. All I care about is that tomorrow will be another day in which I will wake up, get up, exercise, and go to work. You need to get busy with the present, not the past or the future. Here and now is what counts. So let's go to work. Uh, that is, as it's written by my final plug that I don't get paid for, the Morning Brew newsletter, which gives you a quick overview of things happening in the world of business and tech. Uh, you know, if I could stay one place forever, I probably would as well. Funny that you say that. I feel the exact opposite. Which says a lot about our personalities. It really does. I feel, it's funny. <laughs> I was talking to someone from... Uh, I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to drop his name. I can't drop his name. Drop it like it's hot. His name is Jim Barnum, who serves as legal counsel here in the building. You know, if you ever have to go up to legal and, you know, sign a contract, you'll bump into Jim Barnum. Jim Barnum is just a lovely guy. I've had several conversations with him throughout my time. He's like, come into the office, sit, chat. He's lovely. Great. All of that to say, um, at one point, he and I were talking, and I said to him, I said, Jim, I just, I said, when I saw Dave Dahl celebrate 42 years, and I've got deep love and respect for Dave Dahl, I said, that just made me feel kind of tense inside of like, oh, I feel claustrophobic being in the same place for 42 years, to which Jim Barnum then said, Steve, careful, I've been here for decades. Uh-huh. As I was like trying to tell him, like, you know what I'm saying, Jim? And Jim's like, hey, dummy. That's me too. It's called a successful career. Exactly it's how job I see stability. it. You know, when I see people bounce around from job to job to job while I've had the same job, mm-hmm. I used to be a little like secretly judgy. Oh, like, okay. oh my gosh, you can't can't you keep a job? You know, they would just leave, bounce around, something better there, something shinier there. Right. But then I came to realize that I was in a fortunate position that they probably weren't making the money that I was making. They were trying to grow and maybe the, they became stunted. Their growth became stunted. Yes. And I didn't Mm -hmm. see it that way because I was in a different kind of field or a different, you know, I don't know, a different circumstance. I have a different approach to it. It doesn't have to do with, um, you know, it doesn't have to do like first and foremost with, 
with money, mine strikes a very different chord in me, which is, you know how I have a real complex with the passage of time and how I feel instantly nostalgic about things and stuff like that. Spending all of my time in the same position at the same place starts to make me feel a little anxious about how quickly time would go by because then you'd mm. be like, oh, my kids started school or were born and then graduated from high school and I was at the same place. And then I feel like not only have my or my kids gone, but now I spent the same giant chunk of time all at one place. Should I have been out exploring other things, trying different things, Aww. stuff like that? So long term, the idea of being somewhere north of 10 years, I'm not saying that I couldn't do it. Wow. I think that if I loved the right thing in the right way, I could do it. But it would it would require certain other things happening. Like if you just do that one thing for a long period of time, like twenty years or thirty years, mm-hmm. that I, that starts to make me feel claustrophobic. Oh, interesting. I need to have other things that are going on as well to help dilute the experience. Does okay. That make sense? Yeah, it does. Also, okay. we've talked about this before. You and I measure time differently because when you measure time when you have children, mm-hmm. there's that. Like you see the time going by. I still think I'm like 28 years old. Sure. You know what I mean? I'll be like, oh, remember like two years ago when we did this? You'll be like, uh, I have friends like O'Donna. That was like 14 years ago. I don't have kids who have braces now. That didn't before, you know? It's just. Yeah, you don't have. You have I have different mile markers. Exactly. Everything yeah, is I relative. Get so I get, I get it, but I'm sure glad you're still here. I am very glad to be here, and I hope to continue on with you here. And congratulations to Walter Orthman, who just celebrated his 84th Yay, year. Yay, Walter. At the same place of employment. Wow. I'm getting nervous again. Yeah, you should be. All right. All right. Colin and Bradley are coming in next. All right. You're my best friend. You're my best friend. All right. Bye, DJ.